I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. Hey, this time you really did like the sheriff from Nottingham really well. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever do it again. <laughs> I am the face That's a problem with, this That's is the podcast. problem with voice acting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's This is the problem with remote podcasting. Uh, right. <laughs> I am Faces Leo, and this is a podcast about movies and TV, and it is called Green Faces on the Couch. This is also hey. the Potato Pick. Welcome the potato pig. to the Potato yes. Pick. This you is a thank you episode to all our patrons out there. Uh, if you want to get a say in what we do in the Potato Pick, go on down to patreon.com slash green and faceless, and you can find out all about how to do that. <gasps> you make suggestions. Indeed. You can vote. And you can oh, also man. listen to Bangers and Hash, which we do also once a month. Like the potato. Yeah, you don't want to get in on Bangers Market. What? That's where we got all of our new releases. That's I said right. you want to get in on gotcha. the Bangers Market. I thought you yeah. said you're not yeah. going to want to. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, you're going to want. 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 You're going to want down in Tijuana. Yeah, all y'all, all y'all, just like couch potatoes. You're nice. You little, you know, you you you're a beautiful little potato just sitting on a couch. Mm-hmm. We love you. But yeah, you could be mashed. You could be fried. You you know, you could be something beautiful yeah. and become a patron. Yeah, that's they're, right. They're lovelier potatoes at the patron. You know, we we've done some chef boy RD. That's kind of right. We'll dress them. you up. Yeah. <clears throat> give you a little oh, yeah. uh, uh, sour cream Titles maybe. and everything. Yeah, um, some yeah. chives. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Sounds yep. good. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, I mean, honestly, let's let's be honest. Do you like a, a cooked potato, or do you just like a regular old potato just sitting there? Not that nothing wrong with a regular old potato. Right. We love you. Regular we love potatoes. you just as you are. But do you yeah. want to be um, an Earth apple, or do you want to be a, a glistening, well boiled potato? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sounds lovely. This one, this potato pick, this was brought to us last month. It's a, a suggestion from then. Uh, the holidays, I assume, kind of made it h- hard for people to remember to make suggestions oh, this you're time. Around. Them That's out. okay. Well, anyway. I'm calling them out. <laughs> but no, this this came from Don and Mike, uh, our lovely patrons. Uh, they had a uh, it was a it was a Christmas idea, but it That's still works. Right. I think for oh, New yeah, Year's, like well, it's still yeah. pretty good. It's about it's holiday really the time. week after, really. Still, yeah, yeah. Oh well, it's really New nice. Year's. You know, it still fits. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. That's why I just said let's let's keep it in there as their suggestion for this month because it's a really yeah. good one, and it also has one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> yeah. Well, there so, you go. You know. So we're gonna I wanna say which one. You'll have to figure that out by listening. <laughs> That's right. So we first we got a, a recent release on Hulu. Um mm-hmm. excuse me. It is the hap not the happiest. I want to call it the happiest season not the, because yeah, not the it happiest. seems like a better title than happiest season, which I feel like is not a great one. Happiest season just feels like a greeting card. Yeah. 
Um, it also has nothing to do with what happens in the movie. It's the most generic no. holiday movies title ever. Uh, but anyways, it's yeah. it's uh, written and directed by uh, Clea Duvall, and uh, it uh, is written along with Mary Holland, by the way. But right. it is about. I, I guess I'll do the the synopsizing on this. So, um, <laughs> Kristen Stewart plays Abby, who is in love with Harper. And they have a beautiful life together. Harper is played by Mackenzie Davis. And uh, she really hasn't met her parents before. And Harper uh, convinces her to come spend Christmas with her family. Because she wants to show her how good Christmas can be. Uh, However, (laughs) Harper uh, fails to mention that... Tipper and Ted, being her parents, have no idea. Actually, no one in her family has any idea. So um, that Harper is gay. That Harper is gay, uh, and with Abby, they think right. Abby is her roommate. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, anyhow, they get there. Uh, that the, she kind of figures this out on the way like abby's plan yeah like on the road yeah yeah (laughs) abby's plan is to talk to them about proposing to harper (laughs) like she's trying to do the traditional route which is really funny because dan levy uh playing john uh he (laughs) he's like who is abby's best friend who's abby's best friend that's right is like what are you doing? You're doing the straightest thing possible. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. I love his, John. Yeah, I like his part in this. I really just like Dan Levy a lot, and obviously his dad is a genius. Um, <clears throat> right. Sorry that, oh, that that. Okay, I was I was I was trying to figure out so much. Like I was like, man, who is he reminding? Right. I did not even. Put it together that he's Eugene Levy's kid. <laughs> so they oh do they gosh. do Shits Creek together. I've talked to you about Shits Creek, right? Right, That's right. Such a good show. You yeah, gotta yeah, check it out. They're they're uh they're great together. Oh, Dan is just That's so it, funny. Dan really is just he's got you could f- sense his father's humor in there, but it's a completely different person. And and he's yeah. wonderful and and and, yeah. and bubbly. I just love him. So got good delivery too. Yes, he is oh, oh so funny. Yes. He even has an emotional scene in, in Happiest Season here near That's the right, end. That's right, he does. Uh that I, I really just enjoyed it because it was, it's one of those like you know, one of the beautiful things about comedy is when it can hit you with a right. like good strong emotion. And I mean we'll talk about the, the third act later here, but I, I think that he especially really nailed that that emotion delivery. Yeah. Where it's just like you've been making me laugh all movie and then you say you say something, and I'm just like, oh, teared. Like, yeah. My goodness. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good. <laughs> so they're also just very conservative. Besides the fact that they don't know, yeah, that Harper is gay. Uh, uh, Ted is played by Victor uh, Garber, who's you know yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows him from something. Uh, yeah. He's the dad I'll in always think Randy of- Cinderella, the king, that is. Right. Uh, and 
I'll always think of him as the 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 fire starter, yeah. or not the fire starter, the fire but storm. fire guy in yeah. Firestorm. Fire thank you, in Legend of Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I, I'd seen him in thousands of things before that, but then he was just in that, and I'm like, yes, this is great. <laughs> I enjoy this. Uh, it's, it's strange. It was very strange to see him in that. But fun. Anyways, he's married to Tipper, uh, who is played by Mary Stenbergen, who everybody also knows from something. Um, <laughs> they, they, it's they pr- pretty typical parents for this movie, I feel. Uh Especially if you're going for that, like, <clears throat> conservative feel, conservative family feel. I think these pa- yeah. this pair fits pretty well. Uh, Did you mention that Ted was a was a he was is a the mayor? Like he is, a, yeah. He he's yeah, trying yeah. to become the mayor, and he yeah. is on the town council. I think. Yeah, um, yeah and something like that. Yeah, so he you yeah, know, and his he's definitely their family is just. Part of the GOP, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and their family is just devoted to to perfection. Yes. Well, I say their family. Tipper Tipper and Ted, specifically, are are devoted to everything looking perfect, being perfect. That's right. You know, trying to appeal to the voter base at all possible times. Mm -hmm. Which is hilarious, because, I mean, this movie does come out in 2020, but I don't feel like a lot of politicians these days really try to appeal to the voter base anymore. No. I feel like they're all all some kind of wackadoo. Well, I think that they are appealing to their voter base. Their voter base. That's true. Yeah, it's it's (sighs) sadly true. Yeah, some people that I just look at in our our politics, I'm just like, why did they vote for you? I don't understand. It was a large enough group to get it to happen. It's oh, it's scary, man. Yep. But we're not here to get scared. We're, we're here, here to have the happiest yeah, season. Happiest season. Sorry. Yeah, not the happiest <laughs> season. Just the ha- happiest season. So, uh, Harper has two sisters. Um, I believe yes. she's the youngest. And the oldest. I think she's the middle. Well, I'm pretty sure. I thought Jane said my eldest, my youngest sister at one point. But. Oh, maybe. maybe I just I feel like being the left out one. Oh well, maybe that is a middle child thing. I don't know. I've only know. ever been in a a two child group. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Well, there was six children in our household, so uh, <laughs> that throws the statistics off for a little bit. Y'all get clumped into different groups. Yeah, yeah. So Sloane, I believe, is the eldest, anyways, and she's played by Allison Brie. Of uh, community fame and other fame as well. Uh, and she <clears throat> is always in competition with Harper. And she was a big time lawyer at one point, both her and her husband, Eric, who is Burl Mosley. And uh, they both quit and now they make gift baskets for rich people. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. And apparently it's good business. And they have twins. Yeah, so. I don't remember what the twins' names are, but they're like really obnoxious <laughs> for being really young kids. Uh, uh, Matil- Matilda and Magnus. Matilda, played by Asia. Oh, they are they are actually related. Oh, yeah. It seems. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get their last name wrong, so I apologize. But Asia and Anis Nobe. Awesome. Uh, well, they were yeah. funny. I will give them that. Uh, they definitely have. Yeah, they have. 
uh, a good chemistry together, which makes sense if they are siblings. Right. Um, yeah. Little screen time, but I think that's for the best because I think while they are, you know, while they are utilized well, yeah, I feel like any more screen time, I mean, you would have fallen into the the hazards of like making this. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to call or something. I don't know. Well, having bad kid actors, right? Like, because right. I've I've always I've always been of the opinion that you don't have bad kid actors; you just have directors who can't direct kids, right? You know, you and that's just really the thing is like most kid actors are good; they can be good. You just have to work with them, right? Right. And I I don't want to call out Clea Duvall, but I feel like she did just good enough with these kids and help and handled them well enough that you don't you know. They don't have as much screen time. They're they're kept just where they need to be. Right. Any more time, and you probably would have seen that they're you know they don't right. really fit with the chemistry of everybody else. Yeah. And and you know it, it's not about really Sloane and and her kids at all. Anyways, it's no. it's about yeah. Abby and and Harper in the long run. Uh, but it's it's about Abby learning about all this background about her her um her lover and trying to <clears throat> navigate, you know, <laughs> not letting it slip out that they're together, even though she's been openly gay for most of her life. Uh, right. So it's and very it also, strange for her. It, it, it's also like nerve wracking because as you said, she was going to, she was going to propose. So now right. she's like, now she's confronted with all this change and she's like, do I even know this person yeah. I'm in love with? Like yeah. you have that, that age old story of like, I don't know if I really know you. Like, yeah. Uh, so, Are we ready for this? <laughs> so I don't think I mentioned uh, that Jane, the other sister, was played by Mary Holland. Um, I just want to throw that out there. She's really funny yeah. in this. Uh, she is a strange individual. Um, very quirky. Very quirky, yes. But she loves that about herself. That's what I love about Jane is that she loves Jane. I, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's what that's what I really liked was like I I do enjoy what's going on with with Harper and Abby, but I really like Jane's involvement yeah. throughout the whole film because it's like watching her just finally get to a point where she's like, you know what? I like being me, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah fuck Jane. Yeah, like, yeah, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> I know that was like the best part of the movie for me, but you know, it it, it it's great too because her little. B or C plot, whatever, really just speaks back to what the movie's trying to say too. Is like you gotta be yourself, and you gotta love the person yeah, exactly. that you are. Yeah, and yeah, don't don't mold yourself into your family's vision right. of you. Be be who you are. Yeah, and and not even just your family's vision of you, but anybody. That's vision. right. You have to be yourself, yeah. and you can't live a lie. That too, like exactly. you. you like Jane is very honest about who she is with everyone. And right. yeah, so she's like the shining example of who you should be. Everyone be like Jane. <laughs> 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 I don't even remember this family's last name. Um I don't did they even mention it? Do they have one? I don't know. Oh wait, hold on. It's in the it's in the Wikipedia's Caldwells. The Caldwells. Well, boring to say the least. <laughs> uh, it doesn't go well, and we'll leave that <laughs> for the yeah. rest. Of I, I do think we have one one other important character to oh, talk yeah. about, which is Aubrey Plaza. Oh, that's right, uh, Aubrey Plaza is in it. I thought, yeah, she plays Riley, 
who is uh, Harper's ex-girlfriend. And right. she's kind of a red herring for most of the story. And so, like, that was the last uh, thing I wanted to talk about was... that she might have an affair with Abby. Like, right. But that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's very weird because, like, that, it's those little things about the plot that my only issues, like, to, to, to bring up my cons for this film... Um, and they're, they're very nitpicky. So like, don't, don't read into them, honestly, <laughs> but it's just like, uh, most of the plot is very kind of textbook. You know, you kind of expect a lot of what happens to, to yeah. happen. And then when you get certain dialogue at the end, even though it's real, even though I've had certain conversations that have fallen very similarly, or I've heard other people have had conversations very similar to like, um, so let's just like to an outing event, somebody coming out or being outed. Like a lot of that dialogue is very pretty much cliche in this movie. And, and it's not, it, it kind of falls flat in regards to emotional because it, it just kind of feels like, you know, it's, we're trying to hit all the right check marks for, right. for this scene. And so it's like, it's, it's very weird. The, the Aubrey Plaza character, Riley, because you have, you have the story that I really do like. I know it sounds like I just shit it off, shat on it everywhere, right. but like I, I really love it. I love the telling of it. I'm not saying any of any of the textbook qualities bring it down. It's just being very ABC. You expect this this story the story arc with Riley with Aubrey Plaza's character and and Abby Kristen Stewart's character. You expect something to happen, yeah. And all and nothing really comes of it except for like one line where where Riley's just like, "Hey Harper." You've got a good girl here, and it just kind of walks away. And I'm just like, that was it? That was all this was coming to? Like, yeah, so much. Well, I think like, like fake the, tension and drama. I think what the big part that was supposed to happen between Riley and Abby is that she gets this information about Harper from Riley. Right. Like, yeah. This yeah. is this is not. This is not just now. Heart, this is not the first relationship it's that she's pattern. kept yeah. hidden from her family, from the world. Right. Yeah, this is a pattern, like you said. So, it, it's very troubling for Abby. Uh, it does add right. more conflict to her relationship with Harper. Um, yeah. And that is important. <clears throat> it's just, then there, are, then there are other scenes where, say, like, um, there's a moment where... Uh, Abby and Riley are shopping and Harper's in another store and she looks out and sees and she's like, oh no, my current girlfriend is with my ex-girlfriend. Right. All these issues this causes me. And that goes nowhere. Like it really just kind of like there's like half of a second where you think that Harper and Abby are going to talk about it or be like confront about it or say something. Yeah. They just kind of blow it off with one sentence. I wonder if there's like a scene that was deleted. That's what I'm thinking. Where uh, Harper finds Abby at the house at one point and is like, what's up with you hanging up with Riley, hanging out with Riley? Like, and it becomes right. an issue with them and they fight a little yeah. bit more. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's just, what it's just Harper is doing like is enough to drive Abby away, which is kind of what, where the plot heads. Um, yeah. But like, at, like, I think a scene like that, could help a little bit more because Abby is already like really putting herself out there by pretending to be somebody she completely different than who she is. 
And then she's going to complain about who she's hanging out with, like who she's going to, to try to be a little bit more herself for a moment. Like, yeah, that's, that's bullshit. Something like that would have been, I think, I feel like there was, but yeah, I feel like there was like a deleted scene and I feel like it must have just been because that, that final act is already very tense. It's already got a lot of drama in it. So maybe they're just like, we'll we'll cut this one scene that's not entirely really necessary because you do get everything you need with Riley with Aubrey Plaza's character, and Aubrey Plaza is very enjoyable in this. It's not a, um, it, it's it's not really the kind of like she's not like you know crazy big eyed like you know kind of like <laughs> slightly off putting woman that she usually is typecasted as. She's you know just a normal like I am just here to be Aubrey Plaza and like it's yeah. nice to see her in these kind of roles because right. I like her in the off-putting roles but I feel like she just she's always cast as she's that the, and I haven't seen Emily the Criminal yet she's so the I Christmas need to, witch. I need to get on that <laughs> yeah I do well I love that I do love that <laughs> role <laughs> but it's just like I like seeing I like seeing her getting she's these so other funny. big yeah like I um, like her in a more um hmm uh, subdued and dramatic yeah like, like <laughs> just an average role she does it very well but i think it also yeah. just plays to how well she actually is doing in in roles say like in legion that first season right. of legion is, is nuts yeah i i still again she's been in there's this movie called emily the criminal that i hear is really good and so i gotta get on it but oh know, yeah i did see that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. She's she's good, she's but good. but very yeah. small role in this, really. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's really uh, that's happiest season. Like, yeah, I don't really have much against it other than the the there's occasional like chemistry moments where it just like kind of fell off. I mentioned the kids already, where they just kind of didn't really fit. <laughs> like, I, I like the kids. I'm not gonna talk, narc on the the twins at all because they, they did a good job. It's just there's moments where you can feel the tension was or the chemistry was like slightly off where mm-hmm. it's like, you're not my real parents. Why are you telling me this? Like kind of a feel <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was kind of off. And, and there's there's other moments with everybody else. And I think it might just be attributed to the fact that it, it was filmed during the beginning of COVID. Like yeah, it was maybe. halted by COVID. And then because it's a 2020 film. So it's like uh, I, I think I even read somewhere that a lot of people caught COVID on set. So it's just like I think that might attribute to my noticing certain like chemistry moments where I was just like, you know, Harper, like Harper and Abby don't always like seem like a great couple. And it, it's, yeah. it's kind of just because there's, there's some like, there's some, some like connection lost there. And it might just be because that with COVID guidelines, they weren't able to rehearse as normally as they would be able to. Yeah, maybe. Um, In fact, there was a couple it, of times where I could have sworn that when they were doing the over the shoulder of Mackenzie Davis to, Kristen Stewart that it was not Mackenzie Davis. I was like, right, yeah, yeah, and that it, I, I felt very that much too. could have happened, like you know, because of rules, yeah, right, and and you know, I, for for all of that, keeping all of that in mind, it's it's really well done. Like Clea Duvall handled a pandemic shoot pretty freaking well, I'd say. Yeah, uh, I still, again, I don't want to. I don't. I know it sounds like I'm shooting on the film in a couple of spots here, but I really did like it. It's really I funny. I enjoy it. I enjoyed the message. Um, the, you know the 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 story is beautiful. I love me a good romance, and I like that. I like how the romance ends because you know you have you have one character in particular, Harper, who has you know done some pretty shitty things throughout the movie. Yeah, 
But you you really do understand where it's coming oh, yeah. from at the end. As, like you do you someone, do understand the viewpoint. As someone who has only recently come out as as bisexual to their parents, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not like I didn't even I could compartmentalize it a little bit better because right. I what I am in a heterosexual relationship. But like at a certain point I was like, okay, but I'm still like keeping this away from them. So I, I yeah. do understand Harper's fear of what will happen when she does that. Right. <clears throat> Especially with her with her parents. It's really well established yeah. how egocentric her, her parents are. And you know, and her whole family has has so much drama and everything. It's like it, it all makes sense. Like you really do get it. I was, excuse me. I was very fortunate that my parents are very, very like just you know laissez-faire. They don't care. <laughs> they were just like, oh well, that's good. Like how how do we how do we you know how do we refer to you? Yeah. <laughs> like what pronouns do you use? And I was like, this is amazing. But that's like, great. yeah, I I do understand that I have a a very, you know better better version of that than most other people right. like it, it's even, it can be a terrifying even dan levy and in, in the movie it, yeah like, expresses yeah. everybody's journey is different yeah like and, and that's his that's his beautiful scene too yeah. by the way is when he has yeah. that in that moment and it's, it's really it's good. good yeah yeah so i give it i give it three stars i, I definitely recommend it it's it's i don't i didn't hear anything about it and so I'm happy that it was uh, put in by the the, the Patreon, uh, Don and Mike. Yeah, because I would not have watched this. I don't think otherwise. Well, I probably would have because I love Kristen Stewart. But otherwise, I don't think I would have seen this. You know, it wouldn't have popped up on my radar. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure. Me either, unless I caught when that uh, Dan Levy was good in it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> I think. That it's a bad title <laughs> to yeah. an okay oh my movie. God, yeah. I think that somebody w- can very easily pass over this movie because of the title, and that that's a shame because I think the message is is it's it's better than the movie. Honestly, uh, I, yeah. I really enjoyed the message, uh, and and it came in an all right holiday package. <laughs> I give it a face. I did enjoy it. So I, I, if somebody wanted to sit down and watch it, I'd watch it again. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a soda pop break. Soda pop. Come right. back. Come back with uh, what is clearly one of my favorite movies of all time. Since I said at the beginning that <laughs> we were talking one of them. <laughs> well, we'll be right back. We did that. I love you. Every day I feel a little bit older. <sighs> a little bit. That's good because you are. Well, fuck. Done, done <laughs> got physics. Done did, son. <coughs> done did. Mm, excuse me. Are we, uh, we back Rooney? Back Rooney, Danny? I do think we are. Oh my goodness, let's dive on in quick and fast. Quick and fast. Into Carol. Quick and the fast. Quick and fast. Into Carol. Quick Carol. and fast. Just like this relationship at the beginning. 
Oh, I was gonna say, I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> it goes for a very long time. Hopefully, I hope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> based off of a novel by uh, Patricia Highsmith called "The Price of Salt," which is on my reading the list. Price of Salt. Got it. That's a completely the Price of Salt different title, and I don't know yeah. what it would have to do with this movie. So it's probably I'm sure a good idea yeah. to not call it that. <laughs> yeah, it got republished as Carol. I'm sure there's just oh, like really? a, a metaphor or something in there about the price of salt in the book. Yeah, that just I'm doesn't sure. translate to film well. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it, the The film is written by Phyllis Nagy and directed by Todd Haynes. Uh, just to get the the background production stuff out of the way, uh, it, it stars it stars Rooney Mara. As a wannabe, uh, I say wannabe. She's a great ph- photographer, yeah. uh, but she's not bought. You know, they don't. They don't. You know, she hasn't really They're sold a lot of her, at her photos. Point. Yeah, amateur. Yeah, yeah have, there you go. I don't even that's think the they have tried to Inspiring. sell it. I think that's part of the stories that they haven't even tried to sell it. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and someday, you know, they they hope to be this big photographer, and they take a lot of candid photos, and a lot of them are pretty damn good. I love it. Uh, but she's working at a department store at the beginning when she meets uh, Carol, played by Kate Blanchett. Uh, this beautiful, uh, slightly older woman. There's an age difference well between dressed, them. I don't know, like uh, yeah, 10, 15 years. Uh, well-moneyed. <laughs> well-moneyed, well-dressed, well-mannered. Yeah. Uh, and, and <laughs> she's got she got a good <laughs> sense of humor. And, and she's just alluring immediately to... to Therese, I don't think I said uh, Rooney Mara's character's name, Therese. Um, and, you know, Therese is just like, it's somehow just like immediately wooed. You know, it's like almost like love at first sight. It's a very beautiful romance in that regard. And uh, they they immediately start up a friendship. You know, uh, uh, Carol accidentally leaves her gloves behind at the department store. And, and Therese is like, I'm going to use this to, to reach out to her to, you know, try to, to see her again. And so, what ends up blossoming from their friendship is is a beautiful relationship, uh, but it's in the 1920s, uh, around those parts. Uh, so I don't remember if it's actually I'm 1920s. I'm pretty sure it's like it 1940s. the 40s or 50s. There was... Yeah, it's later. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. 52. Right. It's, she was driving 52. like this, was, uh, this brand new Cadillac, yeah. uh, Carol yeah, was. Yeah, late 1940s. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, they have to keep the relationship pretty hush hush because obviously back in the 1940s, kind of frowned upon, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I guess. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but, uh, uh, I think it was still the problem, illegal another problem at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And another another big problem is that Carol is going through a divorce herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she is Harge. she is married to Harge. Harge. Yeah, what Large is that Harge. name? Harge. Harge. It was short for something. He he said, "Do that." Harger. 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 Hi, I'm Harger. You can call me Harger. You can call me Harge, man. Yeah, that was such a dumb name. Uh, but he's he's played by Kyle Chandler. <laughs> Um, and together, uh, Carol and and Harge have a daughter uh, whose name I don't remember. Uh, Nikki. Um, what was it? I said Nikki, but that could be a lie. 
Oh. <laughs> I, I don't actually remember this child in the movie. Oh. Rindy. 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 I knew it was a, a, a Y at the end. A, such another weird name. I'm sorry. Harge and Rindy. Harge and, and Rindy. They're rich people names, okay? You wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, too, I'm too underclassed. <laughs> They're oh, fucking terrible yeah, Harge, Harge and... Oh yeah, yeah. Harge and Carol—they're going through divorce, um, irreconcilable, irreconcilable differences, whatever you would call that. Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, uh, back yeah, then, like, a judge, it's a long. I it's mean, a big still today, word. they ha- in some states they have the power to be like, yeah, that's not a good enough reason. You're still married. Yup, can't do that. No, no, no. Yeah, and. Uh, and and Harge already suspects uh, his wife of homosexuality. Oh, I don't. I think um, it's less of a suspect. He knows that and more of a no. It, yeah, I think yeah. he knows that she is. Uh, yeah, th- at least about Abby. She's had a relationship in the past. Yeah, yeah. she. Le- he yeah, at least with, knows with about Sarah Paulson. Ha- yeah, Sarah Paulson's character Abby Gearhart. Right. Yeah, be, and, and Abby is is Rindy's godmother. That's right. And Carol's best friend. And you know, you find out th- eventually through the story that the relationship between Carol and Abby was kind of like a spur of the moment fling. Yeah, you know, it's it's not like they they love each other, but they love each other as, as basically best friends. Best friends or, I think or, that yeah, sisters at heart. I think Sarah Paulson's <laughs> character said they knew each other since they were like ten or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just childhood friends, you know. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. They just but, realized they you, were You gain insight again. from... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. And, and, and you know, Carol uh, Carol is trying to have this, this relationship with Therese, but trying to do so discreetly. And, you know, it, there's it's just beautiful how everything goes along. Therese is also trying to live her life. You know, she's trying to do candid photography as well as, right. you know, there's a lot of boys in her life who are trying to woo her. Uh, and so, you know, she's, she's struggling with some of that, or she's got to deal, deal with the, the, the men of the age. Yeah, I got a couple of names to be like, for, uh, yeah. for that. Uh, the main one who it seems like she might actually live with as like a roommate. Uh, it takes place in New York yeah. and rent is expensive in New York. And, you know, sharing apartments was not uncommon ever. Right. Um, so... Jack Lacey, his name is Richard Simcoe, and um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's important. It just sounds like a sounds like a preppy business yeah, name, it like does. Simcoe. <laughs> uh, and he always like no matter how down they dress, Jack Lacey, he always just looks like uh, a a rich dude to me. <laughs> I, know, I know, yeah, he really does have classic rich guy <laughs> <Yeah>. vibes. <laughs> <laughs> um, not a bad thing i guess not you a bad know? Thing. Like, no, it's just <laughs> I, I don't know he's got that uh, that clean look to him i don't know yeah uh but anyway it might be also that the most recent thing that i've actually seen him in is not this but um oh shit what is it called uh white lotus which is an uh, oh, hbo yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, max original and <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about that hopefully Speaking next fingers and hash Speaking of Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> Speaking of Aubrey Plaza. So, Jack Lacey's in the first season. Aubrey Plaza's in the second season. I'll explain more. Oh, interesting. I don't want to spoil the relationship. I think this story is very beautiful. Yes. Uh, 
just needless to need needless to say, there's some drama. There's really good tension. Yeah, the uh, law is involved. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because uh, Kyle Chandler Herge 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 is like yeah he he just gets you know since they're divorcing and they have a kid you know custody is a thing right and and Herge becomes dead set on wanting full custody and no visitation yeah and. And with homosexuality being the way it was looked upon it back in the the forties, he starts working a good case yeah. to to get full custody. They called it and a morality just, clause. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Jesus, it's awful. Yeah, and, but that's and it's how just, it's viewed it, until very recently. I know. Yeah, and, it's still and viewed like, that and, way by some, by many. I would yeah, say. Yeah, sadly. But that's that's the beauty of this story, though, is is how well it handles that. How well you you see this this blossoming romance in this world of just constant harassment. Yeah, and and it's just, it's so wonderfully told. Todd Haynes and uh, his vision, at least directorially, is beautiful. Phyllis Nagy's adaptation. I haven't read the book, but I can say that the adaptation is fucking amazing. I love I love everything about this, and I, as I've said before, I'm a sucker for a good romance. Yeah. That's my favorite type of film. I love me a good Audrey Hepburn movie. Um, this one is the the one romance that lives up to like the Audrey Hepburn movies. Like if if I look back at all the my favorite like all my favorite ro- like rom coms and romances and everything, it's basically just Audrey Hepburn and then Carol is just hanging out in there, <laughs> and it's fucking phenomenal. I love the ending. The ending is so beautiful. Like. It's told in medias res, and when you when you're brought oh, yeah. into the movie, Forgot yeah, about that, yeah, it's a very interesting at, at the, medias res because you don't really good use, use that be- with with romances though either. I feel like no, and, and it's so it's so subtle too because yeah. it's it's not it, there's no time introduction, right? You know, it just cuts into um, uh, Therese and Carol at dinner together. And you only see Carol. You can only see Carol at first. You know, you can barely like Therese is just not, not facing the yeah. camera, and it's just this guy walks in there and just recognizes Therese from behind. You know, he's just like Therese or Terry. I think he said. I think he's just Terry, mm-hmm. like because they couldn't call her a nickname. And like she, like you know, she looks around, and you can tell that her and Carol are in this this big moment that something just happened. Mm. And that's how the movie opens right. is, is they say goodbye and they walk away and then it cuts to like 1947 and it, right. it's just uh, Therese working at the department store. It doesn't even tell you that it's a, that it's a in media stress. No, it just, no. you know, it's a cold open. Yeah. And I love it because the first time I didn't even, I didn't even pay attention to it. I've seen this movie. Like, I think this is my third time. I, I don't watch it that much, which is weird because I love it a lot, but it's, it's one that I just well, don't want to soak, like, soak all the fun out of it. Yeah, there really is. But like I just I just love watching it this time and realizing that it wasn't immediate rest and everything and like and focusing on why they made that choice and then when you find out what that conversation was and what happened right when they cut in because the the movie literally opens right after a certain line is said beautiful choice once once you recognize it all yeah. and realize everything and know what that line is it's just like I don't know it's just very moving and then when you get to the end and in that final shot, it's it's again, it's very subtle. There's not a lot of pomp and circumstance. It's just a, a beautiful lingering shot with a with a smile that just spreads, and it's it's 
when, as the smile spreads, you're just like, oh, warm hearted. You're so happy. It's beautiful romance. Obviously, um, damn, it's only been like 10 minutes. I hate to just close like Carol so quickly. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's good. And you, I know. And so, like, the thing is, is like, if we say any more about the story, you're missing, right? That's what you're missing from the movie. You're missing the experience, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I just hate that we talked to Happy a season for like twenty five to thirty minutes, and then we're gonna close on Carol in like ten okay. to fifteen. So honestly, the story is less complicated. In, in this yeah it, it really is so it's just this yeah i, I mean yeah we could talk a little bit and how, it's one of, so like I, d- I didn't really want to say this but they do break it off or rather carol breaks it off rather right uh rather early in the relationship not early in the film early in the relationship then therese is trying to make a life for herself and you know, she, she does do the arts, and she does start hanging out more with her men friends, which that was something I thought was interesting, is that uh, yeah. Therese, Therese rather, only had male friends. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting choice for the storytelling. I think she was just like, yeah, I feel like... It might have been like a, a subconscious, like just trying to be more normal, right? Because like she yeah. she feels so very off from society. She's very quiet. She's very very closed off and everything. And so I feel like that was her her way of trying to be like, well, if I hang out with all of these guys, eventually one of them will date me, right? And eventually one of them will just marry me, and I'll, I'll feel more normal then. But right. she she just knows deep down that 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 again she's not. There's nothing abnormal about oh, her. Obviously, that's yeah. just not who she is. Yeah, yeah. She just, she just, uh, she just knows deep down that she's just not into these guys because they're yeah, all just well, kind of jockey, silly people. She, I feel like she's not into them, obviously sexually. Um, but I do think that she might be like just a touch butch. Like maybe she likes talking sports with these guys. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And, yeah, and maybe maybe she. I feel like I feel like Richard at least she's she's actually friends with. I yeah. feel like the other ones she's not really. <clears throat> she's more just like yeah, sure. Like you're. I think she's connected to them, but I feel like only Richard was like the one. I think if I'm if I'm remembering them correctly, Richard is the one that was like, "I want to marry you, and you're going to come back to me in two weeks and be real pissed." Okay, off. I wasn't. That's Jack Lacey. It wasn't that one. Okay, the John Nagaro. Uh, uh, he is. Uh, yeah, he's somebody's little brother. Maybe even Jack Lacey's little brother. Not sure. Uh, but yeah. he tries to kiss her at one point, and then uh, he's like, "Hey, listen, I you didn't want to have that kind of relationship with me. That's fine. You don't have to worry about me. We yeah. need friends." Uh, and I thought that was. You know, that was cool of him, uh, yeah, yeah. especially for the time and how Jack Lacey's character acted. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went a little a little off. Yeah, and he's yeah, Jack it's, Lacey's it's, just good at playing that, at playing that character. I know. Like, angry at this <laughs> woman <is>. character. <laughs> it's so bad, <laughs> but it's true. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I just obviously I give this movie four stars. It's it's easily one of my favorite romances. It's a crazy recommendation. Movie. Like if you have not seen Carol, I mean it's one of those films that I just love showing to people. Like I, I would like if somebody I know has been like hasn't seen Carol, I'd be like, well let's watch Carol. You know I fucking love this movie. So hmm. it has some sadness, but I feel like once you get to that ending, the ending just leaves you yeah. so freaking happy. Yeah, like it's it's so good. It is a good Yeah, ending. four stars. I... It is a good. I don't <laughs> know. Good. I don't know if I'm going to give it a face and a half. This is my first time around. If I watch it again, that might change. So, I think right. for now that I'm going to give it a face and say that it's a very good movie. Right. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. It'll change. Def- you know, it's it definitely a very change. good LGBT movie. It's one of my favorite LGBT oh, yeah. movies. It's uh, they've they've done many polls. You know, it's like what's the best LGBT movie, and it's it's always either like um, uh, Brokeback Mountain or or uh, Carol. I well, like, I've never actually seen Brokeback Mountain. Now I think about it, what we'll have to do it on the show, I guess. We'll have to do it, dude. There was I such a stigma around that movie where where I grew up. It just never yeah. happened. I'm I'm pretty sure I watched like I feel like I watched that with my parents. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I, I feel like I definitely like watched that movie with my parents at some point. I don't think it was in theaters, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I love that movie. It's it, well, I mean, I haven't watched it in ten years, so I guess I'll have to go back to it. But I remember loving that movie when I watched it. So, well, we'll Jake watch Gyllenhaal, it. Heath Ledger. Wait, was it Heath Ledger? I th- no, I thought it was Heath Ledger, but I didn't know it was Jake Gyllenhaal. I might be wrong about Jake Gyllenhaal. Maybe that was the one I'm wrong about. No, Jake Gyllenhaal, Heath Ledger, and and Michelle Williams, and Anne Hathaway, and Randy Quaid, and David Harbour. Oh and my god! All gay together. I didn't, da- I didn't know David Harbour was in it. That's completely. They broke the hilarious. back of the mountain. And Linda Cardellini, Velma. Wow. Yeah, we'll we'll My talk God, that. This movie soon. has everybody. We'll talk that movie yeah, soon for some reason there. or another. Um, and Anna Ferris. <laughs> Carol wins. Carol wins this. Carol wins. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was quite fair, but I do think that it was nice to watch these two gay holiday movies. Yeah, with happy endings both. Yes, with happy endings both. Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like. I feel like I mean it's it's very typical of romances to go for the the tragedy, you know, because it's just like that'll make them remember it, you know. If 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 it doesn't end the way you specifically want, like La La Land, where it's just like, oh, that was the ending. No, my goodness, could have been could have been something. <laughs> but I mean, I love La La Land. We'll talk that someday too, of course. But yeah, I, I really I really like that both of these these holiday lesbian romances have happy endings. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Thank really you good for the, the holiday season. Uh, so much for the suggestions, Mike and Don. We really enjoyed them. Uh, mm-hmm. If you enjoyed this potato pick, or if you didn't and think you could do better, either way, yeah. you can go on down to patreon.com slash green and faceless and, you know, check it out. Just check it out. Check it out, babes. <laughs> All right. That's Get the on show. Down. It is. I am the Green Traveler from Wars. And I am the faceless Alilio. Safe travels and good night. 
Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.